Welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Matt. And today, we have a special guest, Ian. Say hi to everyone. Hello. Our good friend, Ian. Yeah. And today, we are going to be talking about Wicket, the Ewok. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're talking about fives. We just, we had to uh, prank Ian here on the show because... Ian is the is the Ewok lover in our lives. Oh yes, he he, he is. <laughs> Ewoks, they're they're delicious. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, Ian, it was great to have you on the show today. Uh, we'll see you another time. Ian, do you want Ian? Do you want to explain why you have found your love for Ewok? So there, w- there was a video on YouTube talking about 10 iconic food in the Star Wars universe. And number two was Ewok meat. And I was like, okay, like, that sounds interesting. And why don't we just, like, try... And I posted it in our chat and I was like, anyone want to go have these on two, on number two? And I posted the link to the video and no one was taking it. So it was just an <laughs> on- so- ongoing joke from now on. <laughs> They're so, yeah. they are cuddly teddy bears, and you're and you were like of of all the di- so so you're telling me that if we went to Star Wars within Disney and they had all these different options, you would take Ewok. Yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent, hundred percent, nine times okay. out, ten out right. of ten would recommend. I mean, I feel like I would go with like I I have to look at the list, but I I don't think Ewok's up there for me. It's kind of like, because I can see how cute and cuddly they are, and, like, I, all I can think of is, like, Baby Wicket. I, I couldn't baby do that to Wicket, you know? But, Matt, they do eat people, so it's either... They do. Eaten, we didn't talk about that. It's either they eat you or you eat them. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would get eaten by them. <laughs> well, this took a turn. We're not even talking about Wicked today or the Ewoks. We're talking about fives. Uh, Arc Trooper fives. Ian, why why did you choose to be on the fives episode for the podcast? So I chose fives or CT5555 as a, pers- as a clone to talk about because listening to or watching the show, uh, the animated series of Clone Wars, I felt like I really connected with fives because if you just saw some of the episodes that he was in he was like super guns a blazing like out on the front lines super cool and awesome <laughs> that's really all i could say he was the last surviving member of the domino squad well actually not but until the recent season of that. clone wars yeah he was he was the the last member of domino squad but and good soldiers follow orders good soldiers follow orders yeah i like fives fives is a good character and <laughs> yeah i'm uh excited to talk about him i'm in our friend group ian actually has the nickname of shiny fives for a very that's long true. time i did appoint that nickname to him <laughs> and and that's because he freshly joined our battlefront 2 play group like when, when we play the old-fashioned battlefront yeah. 2 our game nights. And we all had nicknames for one another. Ricky, who you guys heard on the Darth Maul episode, is Red 2. Mm-hmm. You're Red Leader. So we gave Ian 
shiny fives. I mean, he was a he was a rook for sure. Now now you're established. I think we we can just leave you as a as fives as a fives. Not not we can drop the shiny part. I think I like the shiny part though. Like it's I'm still very new, and with you guys, I feel like I've, shiny fives is great nickname because I do a lot of a lot of weird things when we play Battlefront. <laughs> You know what has bugged me for the the most time of watching Clone Wars is that five. So you know when when Captain Rex takes the handprint of the eel blood and puts his fingerprints into well, what is Echo Echo's armor to make him not shiny anymore, and it's like I don't know. I wish they they did like the the clever to like help the kids recognize who's fives i mean other than the tattoo on his forehead but i wish rex gave fives the handprint the, the handprint of five instead of echo but that has always bugged me I, I, what have, have you both th- thought about that and what do you think about it honestly for a very long time i thought the handprint was fives <laughs> like for a very long time i thought the <laughs> handprint was fives so it, it's very I completely agree with what you're saying. The The clever thing would have been to put the handprint on fives. But then you have nothing to distinguish Echo, which we follow Echo for a fair amount. True. So I agree with it, personally. I, I agree with Josh on that. I agree, too. When it comes to, like, five standing out or trying to distinguish between Echo, it's very minuscule because they are both our troopers and they both do the same things. And the only thing that to really stand out between echo and five is that handprint but i believe five should have had that handprint instead of echo because of with his clone trooper name number and i think it would look cool on fives more than echo mm-hmm. yeah before we fully dive into our fives episode josh has a star wars thought for everyone out there so just to get it clear again if you've listened to our past episodes from season three I've been watching Clone Wars in chronological order with my girlfriend, and we just passed the arc with the Night Sisters. And Matt is notorious for for loving the Night Sisters and their arc yeah. and everything. And the big question that posed in my brain when I was watching the beginning of the Dathomir battle was that Grievous and Asajj Ventress were fighting and there was no declared winner of the battle you know there there's points where Asajj was up and then there's points where Grievous was up so my Star Wars thought of the day is who do you think is the better strategist or or battler or, or anything that you want to just in general who do you think is is better who would win in, in a declared fight if it was a fight to the death between Grievous and Ventress and, uh, yes Ventress I mean, I, I might be biased because I, I like Ventress a lot, but I think that her, she is way smarter than Grievous, and maybe Grievous can overpower, but I think she's quicker and smarter and can outmaneuver him. Okay, okay. Ian? I do agree with Matt a little bit about Asad Ventress, about defeating Grievous, but I feel like I'm, I would give an edge to Grievous because of... I feel like he has more knowledge about defeating Jedi's more, and he's out. He out. He outrunned more of those Jedi's and defeated more of like the Republic during during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, Asajj doesn't really have a great record of defeating Jedi. That's true. She would have beat Luminara. True. If Ahsoka wasn't there. 
if Ahsoka wasn't there. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, technically, Ahsoka disobeyed orders. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it ultimately, to save her. But they didn't know that at the time. So if it was a fair fight, she would have beat Luminara, which is a pretty tough je- Jedi. I don't think Luminara's I mean, the strongest. Yeah, yeah, Jedi Master, yeah. I don't think Luminara's, like, the strongest, but she was clearly outskilled in that fight. So... I while I understand that point, I, I'm I'm still backing Ventress on this one. Yeah. Well, Ian, I just have to say, I thought you were gonna go for he's more machine than man. <laughs> oh my god. I got I got defeated by him way too much in Battlefront two two thousand seventeen and running <laughs> a, having of the four four armed man running at you while you're a clone trooper, it's it's a frightening sight. It's a frightening sight. You just want to run away and just go in a corner. He's pretty overpowered in Battlefront, especially with the last patch that they did before they uh, closed the uh, developer. Closed the doors, yeah. Yeah, they closed the doors for the game. But Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, it's very tough. I'd, I'm trying to think. I think that the only thing that would give Ventress a little upper edge is her use of the Force. Grievous doesn't have the use of the Force, and we can see in the Clone Wars TV series, in Revenge of the Sith, that not having the Force and not being able to, to like block it is detrimental to his, his battling strategy. Because yeah. all he could do is, so he has the upper hand on Obi-Wan in, in one of the scenes, and then Obi-Wan just goes, Force pushes, and he like literally flies back and can do nothing. Sometimes he has his lightsabers in the ground and stops at the momentum, but it's just... Because he doesn't have the knowledge of the Force, it doesn't. Yeah, and, well, I think it's either, I mean, we'll get this in the Grievous episode, but he wasn't Force-sensitive, so it doesn't, it's not like he could wield the Force in any way. He just knows how to wield lightsabers, and he's very impressive with the blocking of the lightsabers. Again, I think I was talking about that with somebody a couple weeks ago on how Grievous blocks laser bolts when he doesn't have, like, the Jedi foresight. Yeah. I think Ventress... Definitely. I mean, she had the backing of the the witches of Dathomir, so I think I'll just go with with Ventress. But it's tough. It's a tough one. They're both minions of Dooku. They're both minions of Dooku. Yeah. And, of course... Dooku does a good job of training his apprentices. He does a pretty good job of it. And with Savage Press. Again, I mean, like, granted, Savage was, a, was a, an animal. Um, <laughs> he was pretty savage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that was my Star Wars thought. I've got a. I'm gonna tease the listener out there. I've got a. I've got a spicy Star Wars thought for next episode. Okay. So the Padawans have to to tune in. It's it's pretty funny. I I don't think it's actually like a legitimately good Star Wars thought, but I think it's pretty funny. I'm gonna laugh when I say it next episode. Okay. I can guarantee that. Okay. <laughs> But now getting into actual fives, into the actual episode, Ian, you already hinted at it, but his full name is CT275555. I think I did four fives there. CT, what, what did you two say? Seven, two seven. Two seven. It's two seven. Five, 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 five. That's his mm. official full name. It was shortened down to CT5555. Yes. Man, it, 5555 is just so much easier to make sure you hit the number of fives that you need. That's true. We in the Rishi episode, uh-huh. he's referred to as two seven fifty five fifty five. Yeah, but when he's when he's being first introduced to Rex and Cody. Yeah, but chronologically, we're gonna say that he was part of Domino Squad, 
they had troubles of passing their exam within the Citadel kind of Oh, with the test. annoying bounty hunter that Yeah, with the the big brain guy. I'm just going to call Pretty him sure that. Pretty sure that's Brick. Yeah. Yeah, Brick. I think it's Brick, Brick. yeah. Yeah, they finally, with the help of 99, they get a little bit of confidence boost, boost. And confidence boost and, and spirit to achieve their exam. And we see that there's heavy, echo, fives. Cut up. Cut, cut up. up, yeah. Cut up. Was that all five? Was that all them? No, you had droid bait. You had so. droid bait, too. Droid bait and droid bait. I knew, that, I knew we were missing one. And it's a shame. However... Droid bait and cut up get killed pretty quickly, and then yeah, too. So yeah, which which we're getting into. I actually watched this episode yesterday. I watched the Rishi Moon Rishi Station episode yesterday. For those of you that haven't done this, StarWars.com, so the official Star Wars webpage, put out a viewing order for Clone Wars that puts in chronological order instead of release order. I highly recommend you guys go look at watch it in that way. You get to follow the Fives and Echo storyline really, really well. Mm-hmm. You get to develop more with Rex. I feel like I feel like I grew more connected with Rex because I got to see him in order as well. You get to see how just the Clone Wars just fully evolves. Developed. Yeah, and you get to see actually when the clo- they they gain their Phase Two armor instead of the Phase One, and there's a lot of things even like just the maturity of the war and when the when they're getting closer to Revenge of the Sith that. A lot of the people on Coruscant, I mean, of course, we know the bombing of the Jedi Temple. Yeah, it, you just understand the, the development of the war better than if you were watching it in the actual release order of the episodes. And just want to tell everyone that the Reddit order is the same as the official Lucas order. Yeah, it really helps. It enhances your the viewing of it. The viewing experience. Yeah, the viewing experience. But now getting back to uh, the Rishi Moon, this is where they are basically, they're a scanning facility to see if there's a potential invasion of Kamino by the Droida army. And, and we saw that there was a meteor shower, but it ended up being, yeah, air quotes, meteor shower, um, but it was actually an invasion force by assa- commando droids, or is it assassin? I think they were command- assassin droids. Oh, okay. Assassin droids. Oh, wait. I think they're commando, commando assassin droids. Yeah, yeah, they're commando. We, they're interchangeable. They are. Uh, interchangeable. I think I think the Padawans out there know which ones we're talking about. So we see that they invade and they take out the sergeant in charge. Which I didn't know the sergeant's name until I was like researching it a little bit further for this episode. The sergeant's name is O Niner. So I like because I don't think this is someone we'll be covering. I can I can safely say this. So O Niner, I tried to find his designation number. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, maybe it's just 0009. Maybe he was like the ninth clone ever made, you know? Mm-hmm. And he got stuck on a... But I couldn't find anything on it. But I'm going to call him the ninth clone ever made. So rip him. <laughs> he's a, he's an older clone. Uh, just he, he was served in the Battle of Geonosis. And then he was stuck on a Rishi moon. <laughs> he was just re- he was just waiting to retire. Like That's, where, that's the yeah. post you oh. go to when you're like close to retirement. <laughs> so we, either you're you're fresh you're fresh out of uh camino or you're going into retirement <laughs> or you're going to rex's cantina after. oh yeah <laughs> yeah rex's cantina right after the battle of endor rex is like i'm done with war i've lived through <laughs> too many <laughs> i have a slight side note it's still related to clones but on the wikipedia every single clone when they look at their like they, they decide that 
every single clone page, so individual clone pages, so if it's Fives, Rex, Cody, O-Niner, they do the physical descriptions, and they all are the exact same every single time, but they include it every single time. That's amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) It's like at a certain point, it's like, when will this be like, their height is always 1.83 meters. What if someone, I, I would be the troll that would make Rex just like one inch shorter than everyone else. <laughs> just something like a... ridiculous like that, just to see if people catch it. So we hinted at uh, at the start of the show. You have Fives, Echo, Cut Up, and Droid Bait that are the remaining members of Domino Squad. In the initial entanglement, Droid Bait gets shot. Mm-hmm. And he's down with fives, echo, and heavy. cut up, and heavy, all escaping. Before they fully escape, the Rishi eel kills cut up. Cody and Rex are doing their rounds of inspections of these sites right now to make sure everything looks great. And they show up and they realize that something's off. And I, I can't remember, was it echo or was it fives that shot off the droid attack flare? I think it was echo, but I could be wrong. I don't recall off the top of my head. It's not that pertinent, but because of that, Rex and Cody are able to sense the ambush that they're about to fall into, and they escape, uh, regrouping with the others, and that's when we get the nickname Shiny Fives, Mm -hmm. because Rex and Cody are, in, in essence, making fun of these guys while they literally lost the base, like... The one that's supposed to be defending their home planet. And they're like messing with the guys. Be like, look at how new these guys are. It's like, is this really the best time for this? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's, it's totally the best time. It, what, what could go with wrong everything. with this? They're just standing in a pit that an eel just attacked people at. And they're like, yeah, this seems like a good time to make fun of the newbies. Well, like I've said before, that shot that Rex does at the eel's eye is just mad respect. You could see it from Fives and Echo and Heavy that, you know, you don't mess around with Clone Commander Cody and Captain Rex. (laughs) True. Very true. They retake the base, but unfortunately, there was an issue with the detonator, which I I love. I absolutely love this episode. It's one of my favorite from the Clone Wars. And Mm -hmm. you see the sacrifice that the clones are willing to go to, even though... We've already got hinted at from from the Malevolence episodes. You saw that clones feel like they're expendable. So there's already this kind of sense, and this is very early on in the war, that mm-hmm. they're literally meant to just basically be be meat shields for the, for the Jedi and for the Republic. Ian, your term has been used. I, I have to... I the, the term, Ian, your term had to make it on the podcast with this episode. I hope you understand. Meat shields? Meat shields. <laughs> meat shields. <laughs> Another Battlefront I, I 2 reference. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I going a little bit of background for that. Yeah, anytime I am anywhere fighting Matt, if I'm ever fighting Matt, I'm always say like anyone on my team like, "Hey, can you be a meat shield for me?" And then I just let Matt snipe that person while I run away. There's there I I tend to have a pretty good sniper position that on Camino. On Camino especially, it's a lot of fun. I, I have fun with it. Um, I don't know if everyone else has fun with getting sniped by me so much, but that'll be a, that'll be a story for a different episode. Cue the Obi Wan PTSD. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
there was an issue with the detonator and heavy stayed behind and did what any good clone would do and sacrifice himself in order to allow first off Camino to stay safe and secondly to allow his squad to escape i actually really wish i i like looked at it and and we watched the end of the episode and where you do see afterwards echo and fives be welcome to the 501st i wish there was more of a moment to appreciate the fallen members of domino squad in that episode mm-hmm. i think that that would have been a great moment i mean granted it's only like a 20 minute episode so you can only pack so much in but i think that if they could have done something to like honor them more like if they like the end of season seven where they put all of the guns and the helmets in the sand i think if they did something like that with the other members of of domino squad first off that would have been a great time between you know the one of the first episodes where we see the clones and, and really get to develop attachments to the clones to the last episode where a lot of the clones didn't make it i think that would have been fantastic but also i don't think that they had planned for that so it's just kind of you know Mm -hmm. i I agree with you that the last episode of the clone wars that was a tearjerker there was a lot of tearjerking in this series and it's you do build a connection with the domino squad and i wish they had a little bit more episodes in the series and it's you feel like you definitely build a connection with them when it comes when you when you actually had the actual episode of just the domino squad those episode it was it you felt a very good connection with them yeah i think that's what they're trying to recreate with the bad batch mm-hmm. i think they're trying to recreate that connection with the clones i don't well, know if it'll hit for me because I grew, I grew attached to Domino Squad, Rex, Five Echo, the Five O First as a whole. Just in, in general, we'll call it the Five O First. I don't know if I'll be able to reciprocate that with the Bad Batch. I think it's more of we're finding out what happened to the clones post the rise of the Empire. So yeah. hopefully, we will get to see Commander Cody as we talked about in our Commander Cody episode from last season, and we get to see like what just happened to the clones after they got decommissioned and they retired to a cantina uh we've been through this we already know the ending we we know rex did we didn't know all the clones like that's that's a lot of clones to retire to one cantina it's a mega cantina it's a mega (laughs) it's a oh a mega mega cantina oh no (laughs) you know those like nightclubs on coruscant yeah every single one of those are owned by (laughs) clone troopers They all just want to party. They just went all. They all went to Tatooine, and then they were all just in this in a Jabba Palace type thing. And this is they call it the Clone Palace. <laughs> the Clone Palace. Oh my, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, shortly following joining the five hundred first, we see the Battle of Camino. Four ninety nine. Oh, Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. If if people remember the Battle of Camino. I really believe that some of the best arcs are with the clone troopers and not necessarily, and, and Ahsoka, obviously. But I don't actually love most of the Anakin Obi-Wan episodes. Minus a few. But I, I like the arcs mm-hmm. of the stormtroopers, or stormtroopers. Holy cow, I just offended all of those clone troopers out there. I'm sorry, guys. Oof. I really like the arcs of the clone troopers more. And that's true with the Battle of Kamino. There was a separatist invasion. Obviously, we saw that they used a 
aquatic droids, which we then see later on in the show, come back. Mm-hmm. And their entire goal is to basically destroy all the clone DNA so they can't recreate more clones. Ventress is the one, like Grievous is manipulating and, and separating the clones. And then yep. Asajj as the assassin she is, or, or was, depending on your timeline, she was trying to steal the J- yeah. DNA of Django. But Anakin was there to, to stop her. Yep. And and that one scene, I just want to say that one scene where Anakin pretty much beats it and then Anakin's forcing the tube of the DNA and then instead of Anakin or, or Asajj grasping it, it's a clone trooper and then it's all the other clone troopers around Anakin pointing at Asajj. And, it's um, a great moment. It is. It is a great moment. And then she flees with Grievous as the cowards yep. they are. <laughs> hey, She's just an opportunist. <laughs> she, she realized her oppor- opportunity wasn't there and she left. Anyway, going back to the episode, during the battle, 99, who, as we know, was a, a trooper that unfortunately had issues that he couldn't serve. And he was largely made fun of by a lot Other of... clones. Not even, not even the clones. I actually think the clones were okay with him. I, it was the non-clones. Like the bounty hunter was making fun of 99 all the time. But 99 served honorably and unfortunately was killed as he was trying to retrieve grenades for the troopers and the cadets to defend their home. Mm-hmm. Good good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers follow orders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's just where we really get to see that for these troopers, a sense of pride. And that's something we never saw in the movies. No. And I think that that's like the one takeaway that if everyone listening out there, I think the one takeaway is that watch the Clone these, Wars. Watch the Clone <laughs> Wars for one, yeah. But two is that the like the clone troopers you develop these connections for them and 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 I really think that it gives a great understanding of the Star Wars universe and how the war affected the clones. And, and that's why I think a lot of people will tune into the Bad Batch is to see how post-Empire, like Josh was saying, how that affects the clones as well. They're basically, they're not just people in armor. They're actually human beings with a backstory. And that's what I really like about yeah. about Fives. Fives has a really cool backstory. He, he serves the Republic with passion. All the clones do that, but try to distinguish between clone versus clone you have to have some type of distinguish i think i remember it was the first episode of the clone of the clone war series how the all the clones say like oh, we all look the same but then yoda said in the within the force you're all different and that's what i really like about it mm-hmm. yeah and, and matt hates that episode oh. so <laughs> But I, I agree. I love that episode. It's It actually, again, if you're watching it via the release order of The Clone Wars, it's a good one to start at because it does direct the message. Every clone is different in their own way, even though they look the same. And that's what we get throughout the whole series. Yeah. For the sake of time, I'm going to pass over the Battle of Lola Seyu. That's the one where Obi-Wan, Anakin, and... Fives and Echo and some of the ARC troopers are on a stealth mission to the Citadel to rescue Master PL and Tarkin. Where Tarkin's just very sassy the entire time. Super sassy. My girlfriend really did not like Tarkin 
in that episode. And then every time, even like right now, we're watching Ahsoka and and her last arc within the Jedi Order. And uh, spoilers out there. <laughs> Spo- I mean, how much? How long has that episode been released? <laughs> you know, we're old. We're old. Clone we're Wars old. Released, we are old. <laughs> it's been released for. For over ten years, I, I remember still watching yeah, the episodes when they were coming out on TV. Yeah, I remember too. I was watching on a old TV in my basement. <laughs> Fun fact: I never, I didn't even know the Clone Wars was a series because I, when I was in grade school through high school, I kind of fell out of my Star Wars for a little bit. Like I still loved it, but it was never like as prominent as it became in in college and beyond. Because there is, there was a huge. I mean, I, clearly not, but in my head, because I, I didn't know anything about the TV shows, there was a huge void between the prequels and, and anything. There was nothing in my eyes. So I just didn't pay attention to Star Wars as much. And I still played, like, Battlefront 2 on the weekends with my sister. But it wasn't it wasn't the same. And what I would give to, like, view it live for the first time, I, I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. But moving on, the Battle of Umbara. Ooh. Ooh. Could I cover this one? This one... We just freshly watched it, and pretty much the whole premise of the Umbara arc is that Fives has his own inner thoughts, and, and the whole rest of the 501st, and again, we're going to talk about Pond Krell in, in his own episode, so I won't spoil anything with that, but Fives wakes up, and he pretty much, he's court-martialed because he, he steals an Umbara fighter. He actually is like a, a, a hero for taking down the central computer, central... What were you saying? Court martial. <laughs> Court martial. <laughs> that's another reference with the Ian. So we're, yeah, just, we're hitting all the Ian references yeah. today. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So he takes down that central computer, which give, is giving resources to the Embarans and the, the Separatists. And in the end, he was put on execution. He was going to be executed. And in the end... He wasn't because, you know, his brothers didn't want to see him die. Other than Dogma, Dogma was like, I want to shoot you. But in the in the end, this arc, you're invested in these clones in the 501st with Rex and Fives. And, and the, that's actually the beginning of you see the, the other named clones in the 501st. And it's just rough to, to see it. But again, I'll save the, the more in-depth detail when we do our Pond Krell episode. Talking about that episode, I was watching a video and how Fives was so... I, I hope this is not cutting into the Pond Krell episode, but when it came to his leadership, Pond Krell, he didn't really care about his clones. He was more like he only cared about the objective and a lot of Fives' brothers died, which that's why he was super passionate and super disrespectful i would say to jedi Ponkrell because he was he was giving orders that killed a lot of his brethren yeah especially my heart goes out to the 212 battalion i, I again that's my favorite battalion out of all the clone wars I, I, 501st is next but it's just rough because i think which one waxer waxer died i think it was waxer mm-hmm on the, the battlefields of Umbara, and it was just, it was rough, because, you know, I watched I watched the first Waxer and Boyle episode when they were on Ryloth, and I fell in love with Waxer and Boyle, because, again, the 212 Battalion is my, my favorite, but it's just, it was rough to, to break up Waxer and Boyle. Yeah, 
in the interest of time, we're going to keep moving here, and we're going to get to what I think everyone remembers Fives for the most, and that is the biochip conspiracy. That's like the best way. It, 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 the conspiracy of what we later find out is the Order 66 biochip, or the, the what happens with Order 66, and that starts with Tup killing Master Tiplar, which, man, that, <laughs> that sequence, which is part of the, uh, the Lost Episodes, fantastic. Again, fantastic. Tup completely unaware of how, like, had no idea what came over him. And then Fives starting to piece it together, goes and watch Tup's medical tests. And then with Tup passing, Fives was like, instead of it being an, a tumor, was actually the, the chip. Malfunctioning. Yeah. Yep. Fives took out his chip, and then they used it against him. The, the... And he pleads his case to Palpatine. Which yeah, is the he... worst thing in the world because <laughs> it's Palpatine. It was always Palpatine. It's always Palpatine. And oh. it's, it's just rough because, I mean, the Kaminoans were, they're like, oh, he's crazy. He took out his chip. It settles them down. Meanwhile, we know that it wasn't because they, they're just playing the clones and the Republic and, and the Jedi, of course. They're just, they're playing the strings. Yeah. And, th- and then he obviously becomes very paranoid and i don't know if you guys remember but anakin skywalker and rex went to go meet with him in order to like talk through this with him but he was so paranoid he trapped them in rate in a ray shield which doesn't help his case because it just makes him look even more deranged from taking out the microchip it's like ahsoka yeah and then and then finally does clone commander fox kill him yeah it was clone commander fox i was watching this everybody hates fox (laughs) yeah different that's on a different story um (laughs) we can we can save that with with uh we should do like a most hated episode josh and we just talk about the most hated characters in star wars i have i have a clone commander fox lego minifigure you should get rid of it and you should get rid of it (laughs) it's actually i have like a lego stand i have cody in there i have rex in there how dare you put him on the same stand as cody and rex (laughs) (laughs) he's the one that he looks cool (laughs) he looks cool but maybe i maybe i should but i I also have all of the 20th anniversary lego figures in there too so yeah just quickly going back to that episode when commander fox shot fives that was a very tear-jerking scene I was watching it before this recording and I almost started to shed a tear because quoting from the episode, Five's Final Words is the mission, the nightmares, they're finally over. That line just, that just makes me cry every time because it's seeing, seeing this clone trooper just going through heartache after heartache and finally just, just what happened to him is just so sad and yeah he should have not gone out that way yeah i mean at the same time though that's beautiful writing to make you know it's poetry josh it's poetry <laughs> okay george lucas <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's great writing and, and you really feel that connection quickly to wrap up the show final things that i want to note mm-hmm. his armor he intentionally has a stylized blue rishi eel down the top of the helmet Mm-hmm. And he has Z6 blaster cannon on his shoulder to pay tribute to Domino Squad. One of the last things that I want to cover is that Five's story ends. I mean, his physical ending is in that episode when he's 
finding out about the chips. But you know who he actually who he also saves? Who? Captain Rex. He saves Captain Rex in the last arc of the Clone Wars, where he oh yeah, where Rex remembers that Fives uncovers the whole conspiracy of the chips. That allows Ahsoka to take out Rex's chip, which inevitably saves Rex and, and saves herself. So it's just really inspiring that Fives, in terms of, of you know finding the conspiracy, it was a little bit too late, but at the same time was able to save at least one of his brothers from this... Yeah, this treasonous act against the Jedi. Yeah, it's arguably one of the the most important ones. I, I would say, especially when you look to see how Rex impacts the rebellion afterwards. Oh yeah. So I, I I'd argue that he saved the most important uh, clone that he could, as the Force wills it. As yeah, the fo- because the, the Force. Force. The Force. <laughs> True. I would say that too. Yeah, his five's actions outlived his physical body and he continuously affects every single i think character i guess in some way after he died i think we're gonna see more fives references with the bad batch oh yeah and oh yeah i'm I'm here for it especially with echo oh yeah Yeah, i agree ian do you have any last things to say about fives i know you've got a couple other research points or did we cover a lot we basically covered a lot. He was just a really... He followed his orders till the end, the very end. And good soldiers follow orders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you live the part of fives quite well, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, Ian, I, I think I speak for Josh as well, but thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. it it's fun to talk troopers, and, and we'll have to do it again soon. Maybe we'll have to have you on for the... Uh, for the Fox episode. Oh, oof. <laughs> oof. <laughs> big oof. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for letting me be on this show. I am one of many listeners who love listening to you guys talk about Star Wars. Thanks, Ian. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and on that note, Josh, do you want to tell all the listeners out there who we're reviewing next week? <laughs> next week, we are reviewing the infamous Pond Crow. And, and I think... How we're going to frame this, because there isn't too much to cover on Pong Krell. I think we're going to talk about some of the most hated characters within the Star Wars universe. Oh, we're doing a, a special within... I, I think I think we have to. True. But there's a lot to talk about within his military strategies, as well as, I'm going to say, a what if. And Matt, I know No, we're not doing the what if route. No, uh... no, no. <laughs> so next week, we're not only going to talk about Pong Krell... But we're also going to talk about Zero the Hut as part of a, a special, a, a twofer, because there's not too much to cover on both of these guys, but they are arguably the two most hated characters within Star Wars. Wait, 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 wait. Who, <laughs> where, where's Aura Singh following this category? Uh, I, Josh, Aura Singh <laughs> is most hated by you. I think you guys are forgetting about Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh, Jar Jar Binks has some redeeming qualities, I would say. There are no redeeming qualities about either of those two. So we're going to cover them next week. Until then, make sure to go give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts if you listen on Apple. We're up to 23 reviews right now, and that that's amazing, and we love you guys for it. But if you guys can keep dropping ratings and reviews, that'll help us continue to grow the, the community of Padawans out there, and it would be a great time. 
also it kind of helps us with one of our long-term goals which is recording a live episode at star wars celebration if we get more reviews ratings we can show that we have this listenership that we've been generating we should be able to eventually be able to uh talk at star wars celebration which is a definitely a goal i i I would say that that's a hashtag goals a hundred percent yeah so please go out there and do it make sure to go check out our website wannabejedipodcast.com and go look at our merch through our website until then take care everyone and stay safe may the force be with you all Bye. Bye.